Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Student Perspectives, the podcast where we talk with student pharmacists about their unique challenges and opportunities presented throughout their professional journey. My name is Kira Roble, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Nikhil Viswanathan. And today we will be chatting with Hubert Custono, Amy Geisinger, and Jessica Kahn about their experience as ASHP Advisory Forum Group Chair Program Group Chairs Program and all the information future applicants need to know. Thanks for joining us today. All right, and just to get us started, so we will st- hit off with question and topic number one. Um, so I will just have you guys answer, um, Hubert, if you want to answer first, Amy second, and then Jessica third. First question we have for you today is, can you describe what roles you have had in ASHP leading up to your advisory group chair appointment? And how did these roles prepare you for your current position? Sure. I first became involved with ASHP through my school SSHP chapter as I participated in different committees and events in order to exhibit my commitment to the organization. I eventually served as president of my school's chapter, from where I also became involved nationally on the Advancement of Pharmacy Practice Advisory Group as a general member. And the following year, I was reappointed to the Career and Leadership Development Advisory Group, where I served as the lead of a work group aimed to promote uh, pharmacy workforce well-being and resilience. All of these experiences overall have helped me Um, develop the communication and organizational management skills necessary to serve as the role of the chair of the Career and Leadership Development Advisory Group. Being a part of the ASHP Pharmacy Student Forum has also allowed me to utilize my knowledge and familiarity with initiatives of these advisory groups. Therefore, I could effectively engage my own members and provide valuable input for new projects and ideas. Awesome. Thanks for your response, Hubert. Let's hear what Amy thinks. Yeah, um, so I'll just keep this short and sweet, but I was a member of the communications and e-communications advisory group from 2019 to 2020, so last year, and that really helped me um, gain foundational understanding of the role of each advisory group and confidence in navigating the ASHP Pharmacy Student Forum and ASHP Connect, Um, and this really made me aware of all the wonderful national involvement that there is for pharmacy students, which... um, really helped prepare me for the chair role and applying the following year for APPAG chair. Okay, and Jessica. Yeah, so prior to my chair appointment, I was a work group lead in the same advisory group that I am now the chair of, which is the Student Society Development Advisory Group. And this was the first role that I had with ASHP where I led six other student members in completing one of the charges set by ASHP for the advisory group. And through this role, I communicated regularly with the chair, along with the executive committee liaison to ensure we all stayed on the same page. So this helped me a lot to learn about their roles and inspired me to continue my leadership journey with ASHP. And then being a member of this advisory group last year really helped me become familiar with the charges and the vision that ASHP has for student programming and definitely helped me prepare when I transitioned into the chair position this year. All right, so we have our next topic. And the question I have for you guys is, how can pharmacy students, especially first and second years, become involved in ASHP on a national level? So I can go first again. Uh, I believe that especially if a student had already exhibited genuine interest 
and demonstrated involvement in their respective SSHP chapter, they would be a great candidate for consideration in the PSF advisory group. I also believe that it would be beneficial for students to learn more about ASHP on a national level through attending the annual conferences that ASHP hosts during the summer and at mid-year. Um, I was fortunately able to attend the last ASHP summer meeting in 2019, uh, during which I was able to network with SSHP leaders from chapters across the country, um, meet health system pharmacy leaders invested in this organization, and partake in various leadership and professional development workshops. As these summer conferences are typically smaller than mid-year, I believe that they provide an excellent opportunity to get to know other individuals already involved or who are planning to get involved on a national level. And I can just um, fill in next, this is Amy. Um, I believe that they can do this by working with their SSHPs to get involved in national case competitions, participate in PAI week, and hold local leadership roles that can easily transition or be recognized um, on a national level by ASHP. I also have encouraged pharmacy students to apply to become a member of the ASHP Pharmacy Student Forum Advisory Groups and the ASHP Student Leadership Award um, that I was a recipient of last year. Yeah, and as Hubert and Amy already mentioned, ASHP offers students a lot of opportunities for leadership. So within the pharmacy student forum, executive committee and councils, all you have to do is apply. And so it's super simple. Um, and you can also do other things like write for AJHP's pharmacy student forum column, participate in discussions on ASHP Connect and attend ASHP mid-year clinical meeting and exhibition, which is actually planned to be held in Orlando this year, which is where I'm from. So we hope to see you out there. All right, thanks everyone for your uh, answers to the last question. Uh, the next question that we have is something that um, I wish I would have known as well, but what is some advice that you could offer to the P1s and P2s that you wish you would have known? And how can they best prepare for this position or a position similar to this? So as I mentioned in my previous answers, I believe that P1s and P2s can best prepare for a national leadership role uh, if they're not already in one uh, by developing a good understanding on how ASHP serves both its pharmacist and student pharmacist members through its various programming, resources, and involvement opportunities. Reflecting upon my own experiences, I think it would have been even more beneficial for me to reach out to school faculty members and other pharmacists I've worked with who are involved with ASHP in the National Council or Committee, or even at the state level. Um, overall, I believe that I could have been more aware of the involvement opportunities and advocacy initiatives of my state affiliate, as I could then build upon these experiences when serving potentially a broader uh, national role. Yeah, um, I would say just understand that this position allows you to not only connect with pharmacy students across the nation, but ASHP directors as well, um, and take advantage of these connections and don't be afraid to reach out to those in your advisory group to form a connection. Um, I wish I'd introduced myself more personally to those in my communications advisory group last year and even those in other advisory groups, because um, we can all learn from each other. And then just to add on, um, I think if it wasn't for me being involved in my SSHP and state affiliate, I may not have realized that ASHP had so many student involvement opportunities. I always have been making sure to advertise them <laughs> to other SSHP members, um, even though now I'm a 4PD, I still reach out and um, let those SSHP members know. Because if I didn't know when I first started pharmacy school, I'm pretty sure a lot of other people probably aren't aware. So just always spreading the word helps connect people to ASHP.
All right. So how would you guys connect your national involvement to your own school and to your community? I always believed it was important to bring forth some of the ideas discussed on the national level to the individuals who are running uh, my local SSHP chapter. So, for example, when I was tasked with coming up with new programming ideas for a well-being and resilience initiative um, as a work group lead, um, I sought feedback from leaders in my own local chapter and whether or not they believed that this proposed resource that I had in mind would be beneficial in the first place and potentially uh, utilized on their end. So ultimately, the PSF advisory groups aim to engage, educate, and enrich the professional journeys of students who are especially aspiring a career in health system pharmacy. I definitely believe it's necessary to always keep in mind the audience of the end product we create on a national level and just make sure that when it's distributed to students, it is applicable and um, definitely being put to use. I reach out to my local chapter, my local SSHP, and ask for assistance with promotional pieces or just general advice on changes my advisory group is looking to make and if they think those are reasonable um, things to suggest kind of using my local chapter as a uh, platform for national change. Um, and I've used my leadership role as the AG chair as a current leadership and professional development TA at my school um, to encourage P1s and P2s to apply for similar positions and showcase how this involvement really is substantial to forming connections, um, like I've stated before, and understanding the breadth of ASHP involvement and advocacy, because I think that's really important to understand kind of all of what ASHP does. Yeah, and I, I think if it wasn't for me being involved in my SSHP and state affiliate, I might not have realized that ASHP had so many student involvement opportunities. And I always make sure to advertise these opportunities to other SSHP members, because if I didn't know, and if I wasn't aware, then I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of other people out there who don't. So always just spreading the word that there's national involvement available um, is what I keep in mind. To add on, I would say to remain flexible and be patient. Sometimes the timelines that you set in the beginning of the year take some tweaking or adjusting as things evolve over the year. Prepare to always have something take a little bit longer than you expect it to take to give yourself that buffer room. And there's always a lot happening within ASHP and setting expectations ahead of time with everyone in the group really helps to bring things in perspective. Okay, and then our um, last question for um, group questions. Um, could you please describe something unique that your work group is actively working on? And then what is your proudest accomplishment during your time working with your advisory group? So I'm proud to say that each work group and the career and leadership development advisory group this year has truly worked on something important to advance our initiatives. But one particular project we're working on is the creation of informational videos for the different uh, pharmacy specialties shown on the Explore, uh, Explore Career section on the ASHP website. The group is currently interviewing pharmacists in various practice settings to ask them about their roles and responsibilities, a typical, a typical day in their lives, and how they got to where they are now. Uh, overall, the purpose of these videos is to provide additional resources for students to better understand the specialty of their choosing, especially in a video format that would hopefully be more engaging compared to uh, simply written content. Overall, I am proud of how each work group has been able to split up the tedious task of reviewing and proposing updates to essentially every career and leadership development resource available on the ASHP website for students. And I'm um, you know, looking forward to seeing how this work and 
um, all the projects that we've done this year will continue to grow, um, you know, next year and hopefully be good, put to good use, um, you know, in the years to come. In my advisory group, the Advancement of Professional Practice Advisory Group is working on a nationwide wellness and resiliency challenge. Um, this will be similar to PAI Week, where SSHPs participate in certain activities regarding advocacy and pharmacy leadership. However, the emphasis will be on well-being and resiliency. Um, this project is still in the developmental phase, and we're excited to see, I'm excited to see our group put this all into action and um, implement it next year. Schools and SSHPs have designated well-being and resiliency workshops, weeks, seminars, et cetera, um, that I'm sure a lot of students are familiar with, but we plan to actually develop a sample itinerary of actions that each SSHP can take to promote well-being and resilience and encourage participation from each institution through um, a type of challenge. It's not a competition, but it's just like to get people motivated to do well-being and resiliency activities. And I think this type of initiative is really truly a legacy that my advisory group will leave behind for all SSHPs to participate and maybe even pharmacists or residents too um, for many years to come. So I'm excited to see this. And um, a unique idea that several of our advisory group members in the Student Society Development Advisory Group are in the process of developing is a series of podcasts directed towards SSHPs, which may include things such as ASHP updates on student programming, interviews with high-performing SSHP leaders, and tips for students on developing a stellar CV at any stage of their pharmacy school career. Um, and I'm most proud to be able to watch our advisory group accomplish the tasks and charges set by ASHP. I know it's been a tough year for all of us with a lot of virtual learning and unforeseen challenges due to the pandemic, but seeing the unwavering participation and resiliency of the advisory group members has been the most, most rewarding aspect of my role. Thanks everyone for all your responses for our group interview portion of this podcast. Next, we'll be moving on to the round robin style questions where we'll be asking each of you questions individually. Our first question is for Hubert. And the question is, how do you balance advisory group responsibilities with your other school activities? So I feel like I was best able to balance all my responsibilities uh, by creating a pri prioritized list of deadlines and making sure my Outlook calendar was updated, especially if I knew it was gonna be a particularly busy week. Uh, apart from the level of consistent communication I needed to maintain with my advisory group members, executive committee liaison, and ASHP staff, there would be times when project deadlines were quickly approaching, and it was always important to have these dates noted so that I could follow up accordingly uh, with these people who were in charge of these projects. Um, I also believe that it's important to maintain an open line of communication with the people you are working with to properly inform them whenever you would be whenever you may be struggling with a particular deadline or need some additional time to complete an assigned task. Great, thanks Hubert. It's definitely important for all of us to find balance among a lot of our responsibilities. So I'm glad to have your input. And then the next question is for Amy. And Amy, what do you enjoy most about being part of the advisory group? Yeah, so like I've stated before, I've really enjoyed the connections I've made um, from pharmacy students, pharmacy student forum executive members and ASHP directors. Um, I think our group this year really worked well together and I was really grateful to get to know each of the members on a personal level. So that is what I'd have to say is what I've enjoyed most about this experience. It was definitely fun working with pharmacy students from across the country for sure. Um, and then Jessica, um, last question for you. So Jessica, how did you learn about this position 
or what motivated you to pursue this position? So since I didn't have any official leadership positions during high school or undergrad, I knew that when I started pharmacy school, I really wanted to go for it and build my leadership qualities and skills because I know how much this is going to help me in the future to become the pharmacist that I want to be. And I found my interests really aligned with SSHP um, as I'm really interested in hospital pharmacy. So I, as I learned more about the layers of SSHP, state affiliates, and ASHP, I found out there were student involvement opportunities on the national level and applied. Right, so that concludes our round robin style questions. And now we just wanted to add a fun question um, for anyone to answer. You're all welcome to answer if you choose to. But the question that we had was, can you recommend a leadership book that influenced you? Or in your opinion, what are some qualities of a good leader? Or is there a podcast or a TED talk that influenced you? Um, I can answer the one about what are some good qualities of a good leader, in my opinion, because I think that a good leader really leads by example, because there's a difference between leadership and management. And I think sometimes that gets confused. A leader really like, leads a team and you follow their footsteps, but it's also someone that you aspire to be like. So my favorite uh, quality of a good leader is someone that is adaptable and really like blooms where they're planted and can take any experience or any um, even setback and just see like the positive light in that and then inspires others on their team to also see that. So that's what I think a good leader is. Unfortunately, I don't have any, um, you know, podcasts or, or books about leadership, I definitely would be open to any suggestions and definitely understand that those would be, you know, very helpful down the line because leadership is not, you know, it, it's not just a, a limited journey. It's, it's a lifetime, you know, a, a path that, that you follow throughout the rest of your career. And definitely there are things to grow, areas to improve upon and to continue growing, especially if you're constantly working with uh, different types of people, different types of settings. Uh, there's always somewhere where you know you can continue growing so uh, just to add on to what amy was saying just being an act being a great leader just means that you're always being open to learning uh being an active listener and just being there for the people that you know you're leading because ultimately you know just the best leader is one who's able to you know not only move forward in the direction that they think is the most appropriate but more importantly just always be open to suggestions of of the people that you know they're working with and um, ultimately, again, just having that open mind that you, you that there's always room to grow, as I mentioned. So, definitely, um, we'll you know keep that open mind uh, when I continue on my next journey. Yeah, and I have to agree with the qualities that Amy and Hubert mentioned. Um, I did think of a podcast, or sorry, a TED talk that um, by Simon Sinek. It's called "How Great Leaders Inspire Action," and it's. Um, about 17 minutes long and he talks about um, the importance of knowing your why and why you're doing what you're doing um, because this is how people are going to be able to inspire another person to be leaders and accomplish things so I would definitely recommend listening to this it's pretty motivational as well he's a really good speaker he I think he has several other TED Talks too. So once again, that's How Great Leaders Inspire Action by Simon Sinek. And I can just add really quickly, I got two books that I think are um, pretty good leadership books. One of them is Lean In um, by Sheryl Sandberg. That's for our female leaders. I really like that one. And then um, I've always liked the traditional Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Effective um, People. 
And I think that, you know, even if you don't read the entire book and you just read those seven habits, it kind of gives you like a different perspective on, you know, leadership challenges and even just like career personal aspects. Okay. So we have one last question to wrap up our podcast. And this is a question for everyone. So what's the biggest takeaway or most memorable experience as your role as advisory form group chairs this year? If you don't mind me going first, uh, I would say that, you know, there wasn't a particular, you know, experience or, um, you know, situation that I thought was, you know, particularly memorable. But what I will take away from this past year was, apart from like everyone that was able to meet all the other, you know, 19 individuals that were part of this advisory group, you know, I, I definitely was able to form, you know, great relationships with each of my work group leads. Uh, you know, in the past couple of weeks, I've been able to, you know, wrap up meetings with each one of these work group leads and was definitely able to, you know, reflect upon some of those, you know, the, just the great times that we had this year. Again, this is a virtual setting, you know, a virtual work setting. And uh, even though we are like m- thousands of miles away from each other, I feel like we were able to really form, you know, a unique relationship and hopefully be able to cross paths again in the near future. Um, Farms is a small world and we really you know, reinforced the idea that these uh, relationships that we built right now, you know, it will go a long way in the future and definitely was definitely felt that, you know, they made my work this year as an advisory group chair much easier. That, that's just the greatest thing I took away from this whole thing, just being able to have those great relationships with my work group leads, uh, two of them here, Kira and Nikki. So just thank you again. Uh, just wanted to give a public shout out to everyone who's listening to this podcast that, you know, these two individuals were you know, especially great to work with. Uh, I, I know I said that like multiple times just now, but I can't uh, emphasize enough how much fun it was to always, you know, either have video calls with them or even simply through emails. And I, I look forward to seeing how these two just continue to grow in the profession of pharmacy and where life takes them. Again, grateful for the, that opportunity. And that's the, you know, definitely the best thing that I would like to emphasize, just those relationships that you form. And for me, I'd say kind of to echo that, just the collaboration between my entire group and how we even had a couple work groups collaborate together on deliverables and how my group is actually able to provide concrete deliverables that can be used next year. And they've been posted on the ASHP website. And then that we're, uh, for example, we helped initiate PAI week. We developed the itineraries for SSHPs. Um, and then got to post these things on Instagram and we got to see our actual flyers be posted on the ASHP Instagram. So that was kind of unique to see. And then I guess another memorable part of my experience was working with my ASHP liaison. I feel like shout out to Liz Laughlin. We really uh, connected and I just really enjoyed her support and how she kind of would check in. And I just felt like I had someone there to support me, to support the group. So there was just like multiple layers of supportiveness. So something that's kind of memorable to me um, is how we had implemented time for shout outs at the end of each of our meetings. Um, So this gave like an opportunity for us to talk about what we had accomplished and, you know, give recognition to each other. So I think that this year, especially, I find that it's been really important to emphasize the wins because of how difficult the past year has been. So I think that this helped inspire even more productivity and enthusiasm for the work that we do as an advisory group. All right, thanks everyone for all for sharing all of your awesome experiences in the advisory forum as group chairs. So that's all the time we have today. 
Thank you so much again to the advisory group chairs for joining us today to discuss their experiences with ASHP. I encourage you all to check out ASHP's student resources. You can find member exclusive resources such as targeted materials on career transitions for students, information on residency, and research tools. Be sure to also check out the Student Connect community where you can exchange ideas with your peers. Thanks for tuning in for this session of Student Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and make sure to subscribe to ASHP's podcast through your favorite podcast provider to stay tuned for more sessions to come. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.